Bonfire midweek. Let's get it going. Welcome inside Darren Bombing alongside Zach Schnitzer to my virtual. I guess it's my virtual left or my right. Always confusing know, here. Our brains are totally waterlogged. It hasn't yes. stopped raining. It has not. It's unbelievable in Manitoba right now, but we'll take it over the cold, I guess. Schnitz, what's going on, man? Did you enjoy week one in the CFL? You know what? I, I, Darren, I am jacked to talk about that game again. I've had some uh, some time to digest it. Okay. And I'm feeling a little bit more optimistic. I've, I've considered some uh, different dynamics of the game. I've had some time to sleep on it, so I'm not as jittery as I was last time, buddy. And there's okay. another, I rewatched the game and just, I want to talk all about Prukop and the holding and the holding of the, of the field goals and all sorts of dynamics there. Uh, but yeah. news on Prukop, buddy, what's going on? We're, we'll get to that, eh? Yeah, well, yeah, we, we will get to that. Lots to get to on the show today. Uh, we're going to take a quick spin around the Canadian Football League. A pretty fun week one uh, for... Yeah. Uh, the most part uh, will obviously break down the Winnipeg Blue Bombers 1917 win at home against the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, how lucky were they? That's what I put on the thumbnail for this YouTube video. Uh, we'll talk about that, some of their fortunes, some of their misfortunes, uh, and obviously a rematch coming up this Friday night. Uh, don't miss the pregame show, Chris Walby and yours truly coming up uh, Thursday, right around 3 o'clock, coming out of Winnipeg Sports Talk. Uh, we're going to look ahead to everything in the CFL Week 2. Um, and really, Zach, I, I think we should probably, before we go around the league, let's talk about the Dakota Prukup news because it's breaking right now, placed on the six-game injured list. Undetermined what this injury is, and I, I talked to people inside the Blue Bombers organization just a few minutes ago, Zach, because he's on the six game, he does not need to be listed on the Blue Bombers injury report that is now official and league mandated for every team in the league. Uh, so no indication of what it is. We don't know. Dare we speculate? It's a huge, huge injury. You're talking about a guy. He isn't just your third string quarterback. He's a holder. He is your wedge package, short yardage guy. Yep. If you have a if you have a two quarterback system, he's probably going to be in there, Darren. This is massive, and I can't even tell you because I'm just hearing about this a few minutes ago. Can't even tell you who the heck are they going to bring in. That that's a great question. Uh, as of right now, I think they're going to go with the horses that they have. We know Drew Brown is the effective number two quarterback in Winnipeg. So you lose Dakota Prukop for a stretch of time here. We don't know. Like if he's placed on the six game, it does not mean he will miss six games. It means he will miss roughly six games yeah. or six weeks. Um, what do the Blue Bombers have? They don't have a buy for a, a good stretch of time here. So um, it could be four and then he could come back. They can activate him early off of that. I do believe uh, league rule is still, you're only allowed to do that twice per season activate a player off the six game early uh the benefit of the six game of course is salary uh and, and not counting against your cap so uh, if you're going to be without a guy for a long period of time you get that salary relief if he's on the six game but he has to miss at least four games uh, and cannot practice 
uh, for four weeks minimum. So uh, we saw Dakota Pruk up at practice today. The Blue Bombers, a bit of a hybrid practice, went inside while it was absolutely cats and dogs outside. Um, and then uh, moved back outside when things got better. The reason they were inside was not the rain. It was the threat of potential lightning. And when you got metal strapped to your head, you don't want to be out there when uh, when uh, lightning bolts are are flying potentially. But um, yeah. Dakota Prukup was in casual fatigues today. No cleats, in sneakers, in, you know, kind of sweatpants and, and, and kind of just chilling frankly. So we, we don't know what this injury is. Nothing apparent happened in the game. Did it? I, I didn't see it. Although I saw in the chat, he, he maybe took a pretty good hit to the head. Someone barflies is saying during the yeah. attempt, I don't remember him taking a hit to the head, but I'll, I'll trust barflies. I, I didn't see anything. in the he, game. he did. He, he did like it's football. Every player gets their helmet hit. Every player doesn't matter who you are. Um, but he stayed in the game. He looked no yeah. worse for wear. He was throwing the ball with Drew Brown when they pulled Zach Kolaris out of the game. So it's not like he was like, you know, hampered by something in the game. Pure speculation, to be perfectly clear, pure speculation here, Zach. Sometimes soft tissue injuries, like a hamstring or a pulled muscle or something like that, can come up. Or a hand, yeah, sure. It can come up the next day, like you're, you're loose and you're warm and the endorphins are flowing and, and the adrenaline's pumping and you play the game. And then after the game, you cool down, you relax, you're like, oh, you're sore, you're stiff. Like that's normal. And then you wake up the next day and you can't walk. Even that sometimes is normal. Um, but we, we don't know what this is. It, it could have easily been something like that. Um, and if it is a hamstring or a, a pulled something or a sprain uh, of the legs or, or, or whatever, yeah, he, he could miss a month. So, uh, you know, quarterbacks make a lot of money, put him on the six game and, and, uh, ensure that he's healthy, uh, and ready to go. You know, the bar flies is talking, you know, you know, even a concussion, of course, we do not know we're speculating here, but the reality is, is he like, he, 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 if that did happen. Why do you put him on the six game? Because well, he could feel fine. Yeah, he could feel fine next game? week. So I think my understanding, Darren, and you probably know better, is is it salary cap relief if he hits the full six games? There's salary cap relief, but if you pull him off early, you don't lose anything, right? Uh, so it's it's worth it to put him on the six game. Is yeah. that right? So yeah, no, I do believe mean, so. Doesn't necessarily mean it's only it's going to be six games. It could be two to three weeks, but I don't well, think it's one week. I've never served someone on the, on the sixth game who comes off after one week because it wouldn't make sense to put them on there. Is that fair? No, I think that's absolutely fair. Um, I wish I had like, you know, this is the way it is. I don't have that. Do you know why? Because every year seemingly in the CFL, uh, not rules change, but like the CBA changes and, and, right. you know, we hear yeah. the major developments and changes and that sort of thing, but we don't always hear the minutia. So salary cap and, and structuring and, and all of that injured lists, uh, yeah. I'm going to have to, uh, you know, bug my friends at the league for a, um, for a copy. Uh, well, maybe not even the league, maybe elsewhere. I'll try to find a copy of, uh, of the new collective bargaining agreement, of course, still to be ratified. The lawyers got a you know, put some ink on the paper, uh, but, but that all, we, we are playing football and it is on time and, and week one's behind us. So that's good. Right. 
Well, but the, the my speculation this this came up in the chat too. Uh, Sard was saying his hands didn't look good on the snaps. I rewatched the games, Darren, or the game rather, and yeah, he had two, uh, including the last the walk the basically a walk off field goal from Mark Leggio. He, he missed that. He he kind of did. A, we'll talk about this later, but anyway, sure. I, it didn't look right. Maybe it's his hand. Who knows? My my my. I have two questions. Who holds now? Is it Brown? Is it somebody else? And where is Mancuso? Is Mancuso right. coming in? Is he? I know he had some family stuff going on, Darren. Well, so, you, you know, generally, generally speaking, if if a player is suspended or goes back home, Michael Shea will designate it a family issue. It doesn't mean that there's an issue with his family. It just right. means he's home with his family or home close to his family. Uh, it's a personal matter. And, and I think he says family, so it doesn't sound like, oh, it's a personal matter. Like that could mean all of these scary... I think it's just a way of, of putting it to bed and saying it's really none of your business, right? Um, and, and I understand why the coach does that. Uh, not every coach does, but I totally understand why coaches do that. Um, when it comes to Joe Mancuso, he was pulled off the suspended list officially today. That was the first tea leaf. And then watching Dakota Prukop watch on at practice today, that was the second tea leaf. And then when the Blue Bombers injury report came out mid-afternoon, Prukop was not listed on the injury report despite missing practice. That was the third tea leaf, and I missed it. I should have known that meant he was on the six-game injured list. I eventually found out from the football club after you know they they made it official. Um, but that that's you know the indications that we have. Who holds next on field goals? I don't think it's not going to be Joe Mancuso. Definitely not to start because he just rearrived. Um, with the team. I can't say he just re-arrived in Winnipeg. He might've been here the whole time. I don't know, but yeah. he's back practicing with the team in an official capacity. He is a big, big bodied quarterback and somebody who you would think can run that short yardage, that wedge package, that pick up a first down with, you know, uh, six inches in a cloud of dust, uh, like Dakota Prukup did a fantastic job of on Friday night. Would you agree? Like he was really good. Yeah, he was excellent. He got the touchdown. He got a few. Uh, I think he got a couple of third down uh, and shorts there. And then, of course, he scrabbled on that, that crazy uh, muff of the field goal hold. And right. uh, he got snap a or hold. Yeah. Well, it looked, it looked, I don't want to, I'm not an expert. I never played football. It looked like the hold. It looked like it was snapped right into his hands where it should be. So I don't know. But I I, I was thinking Ellingson and, 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 and someone on the chat is also saying, you know, Ellingson, I believe, has been a holder. And then, yeah, yep. I mean, it's a kind of a no-brainer. You want someone with excellent hands, and we know Ellingson has excellent hands. My only concern is right. you putting someone like that at risk. But, you know, I remember Dresser sure. holding for years and nothing yep. ever Dress In 2016, he took one for a fake. He, I remember he got right. a first down. I think it was against BC, that Thanksgiving game where uh, – yes. I think Mike O'Shea was on speed or something because he pulled out a couple of couple of plays out of his bag of tricks or allowed Lapo to. So anyway, well, we'll I, I love. Sorry to interrupt. the the uh, The live chat is live tonight. Uh, yeah. Thanks to everybody who's uh, watching live on YouTube and Facebook, and and everybody speculating like, well, Dick, you know, Tyler Dembski, you know, Dembski held once or twice in in university. Ellingson, or you know, is it another quarterback? Or is it, this is what we know. I was at practice today and we saw Drew Brown hold on field goals. 
that's expected as a quarterback. Makes sense. We also saw Dalton shown hold on field goals. So there's your receiver uh, and a starting receiver at that. It needs to be a guy that's on the field or ready to come into the game like a number two quarterback, a la Drew Brown. So whomever it is Friday night, uh, I, I don't think Winnipeg is going to be too creative with things. And I'm not saying that the Dakota Prukop scramble was designed. I really, it really did not look like a designed no. play. Like they drew it up. Uh, I think that was a broken play, botched hold, botched snap, whatever, or a combination of. Uh, and and Prukop was excellent. Like they're really going to miss him. That dynamic they have to leave him in the game after a short yardage pickup to throw off a defense like they did with Streveler, you know, in those two seasons here. Um, now, Joe Mancuso, is he going to be ready to go Friday? The Bombers do not have to dress three quarterbacks. They can, but they don't have to. Um, so we'll, we'll have to kind of wait and see for, for that, uh, that roster to come out on Thursday, Zach. And sorry, Darren, were you saying Mancuso was there today? He was there today. Yeah. There today. Okay. I didn't know that. See, yep. it's, good so, to have a, it's good to have a deep throat in the practice. You know, I see you just leaning <laughs> around in the back. Yeah, yeah, you catch, catching a catching a. Glass. Yeah, but but everybody knows I'm there. The your deep throat reference to the Watergate scandal, obviously in the Washington Post. That's like a anonymous, shadowy figure, right? I'm 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 not deep throat. I'm I'm more likely. Well, I'm definitely not you know, uh, one of those reporters from, from the WAPO, but, uh, I'm much more like one of those than, than, a a, right. a shadowy source, an unknown well, figure. Well, you're a shadowy source compared to me with my bright, shadowy something great lights here. Uh, <laughs> CJ is saying chill Zach. It's not bonfire after dark. Okay. Okay. Right. Let's right. Up. Um, we have we fun will. daylight hours too. That's the truth. Well, we do. We do. We, we do want to go around the league. I, I was going to say something, but it left it left my brain really quickly. Oh well, yeah, I, oh. speaking of Watergate, one day I'll have to tell you about Schnitzergate. It's, I guess uh, so. It's a funny story, Schnitzergate, and it does involve a gate. Oh, well, there you, you do live in River Heights, so it probably involves a gate, right? There's a lot of gates in River Heights. Did I just give something away you didn't want out there? Like, oh man, everyone knows I live in. It's a big neighborhood. You're not going to find them. Well, now everybody knows I have a gate too. It's not hard to yeah. find. Well, I was over at your, I was standing in front of your gate with you and your daughter the other day. And, and what did we yeah. see drive by or who we saw drive by? Oh yeah. The big C. Yeah. Big, Lake Wheeler. Jet. Maybe don't, maybe don't mention the, the fancy car he was driving, but man, oh man, no, I won't talk about it was that. nice. Uh, and it's like, oh yeah, there's the captain. There's Blake Wheeler. I'm guessing his kids are, are finishing up school here uh, in Winnipeg before he heads back down to Minnesota for the summer, presumably. Uh, thanks to everybody out there uh, in the live chat. Uh, if you miss any of the show or you can't stick around, the podcast will be up soon after. Uh, of course, you can watch again on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter. Of course, if you're out there watching on Twitter, um, and you want to join the live chat, a la all these fantastic people right here. And you know, like we can throw up comments like, you know, an LOL like this. Uh, if you want to do that, head over to our YouTube page or Facebook, uh, youtube.com slash bonfiresports, bonfiresports.ca uh, has all of your links to 
our podcasts, our social media, everything you need uh, is right there. Zach, let's take a quick rip around the Canadian Football League. Uh, it started with two really tight games. Uh, Thursday night, uh, the season opener at McMahon in Calgary, the Montreal Alouettes. Got oh so close, but uh, the Calgary Stampeders with their deadly last second kicker, Rene Paredes, uh, get the job done. They improve to 1-0. The Alouettes down to 0-1 and have to play on the road again this week in Toronto. Uh, 30-27, a final score. We saw Bo Levi Mitchell get banged up in that game uh, and throw an interception. Yep. If you if you're if you're Dave Dickinson, I'll just go real quick, Zaga. If you're Dave Dickinson, rapid fire for you. Yeah. Who do you start this week? Jake Mayer or Bo Levi Mitchell? I would start Mayer. Have, have you seen any reason why? I mean, I no. think he came in when when Bo Levi Mitchell rolled his ankle. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, uh, who said? I don't. Maybe it was Walby. Staying healthy is a skill. Yes. Now, I don't want to be. I don't want to be pithy about people that get injured. I'm not saying they are unskilled. But you have to stay healthy in football. It's not easy. It's not easy to stay healthy. No. Bo Levi Mitchell has done, I think, virtually nothing since the 2019 Western semifinal. I mean, really, if you look, he he's been injured. He's, he's wait a minute. The 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 2019 Western semifinal. Yeah, we go in. We beat him 35-14. He basically his third quarter. I think he had minus four throwing. Yards. That was one of Bo Levi Mitchell's worst games of his entire career. Like easily. I get it. But last year, I wouldn't say he jumped off the page. No, he was hurt. It was awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That team uh, won in spite of him. I would I would put Meyer in and I, I think it is actually Meyer. And uh I I wouldn't even uh because we are careful about quarterback last names here, Darren, right? Yes. Well, no, it's Mayor, like the mayor of Calgary. I thought yes. it was Meyer. No, okay. it's not. Oscar okay. Meyer yeah. or Wieners. Well, he's no. the I think he should be the mayor of Calgary now. They should give him the keys to the offense. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Maybe they can win. Maybe they can win a, a playoff game first. Hmm? Hmm? Uh, listen, man, do you remember what he did to us last year? No, absolutely. No, no, no. Absolutely. But like you can't name you can't name a number two quarterback the mayor, like M A Y O R, if they haven't even won a playoff game in two years. No, we're just saying his last name is Mayor. But yeah, yes, that's mean, right. Uh, but the to me, the mayor of the Calgary Stampeders is Kadeem Carey. Like yes. he is going to. I, I tweeted it at the time. He is going to light up the CFL this season. Uh, look out for Kadeem Carey if uh, you're a fantasy player. Um, and we're going to get to that a little bit later uh, as well. Bombers win 1917. Were they lucky? Uh, more details on that a little bit later in the show. Uh, over to, I'm sure, a lot of our viewers, the majority of our viewers' favorite city in Western Canada, Regina, the host of a week one matchup between the Thai Cats and the Rough Riders. Two teams, Blue Bomber fans absolutely adore. Uh, tongue in cheek. But uh, 30 13, the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders roll over uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who did not look good. Uh, and and no, frankly, Zach, my take on that game was Jason Shivers, their defensive coordinator in Saskatchewan, better every single year 
he's in charge yeah. of that defense. And he took over when Chris Jones left for whatever That's reason great. that was uh, a few years ago. But man, the Riders look really good. That defense, I think, is going to give Winnipeg a run for their money as the top unit in the league. Well, and I had Ryder fans saying they were the best linebacking core in the CFL. And, you know, could be, they, could be. They, their defense absolutely shut Hamilton down, but for, you know, maybe one nice throw by, by Dane Evans, who looked like the Dane Evans of the 2019 Grey Cup, I might add, and the 2021 Grey Cup before he went down. I think a lot of people in Hamilton are thinking, why did we let Masoli go? Did we let the wrong guy go? You look at how Masoli, we'll get to that, how he played on yeah. Friday. Yeah. Woo. But to his credit, Evans took the full meal deal blame. So I think that probably goes over well. He's got character. I'll give him that. Fajardo, I mean, that game was neck and neck. And then Fajardo just blew it wide open. He got the deep passing game going. Hamilton's defensive backfield is quite good. So, you know, we don't, we, we always want to assume the worst of the riders, but if they can get that going in their <laughs> O-line is half decent, which had big question marks, Darren, look out for that Saskatchewan team. Yeah. I, I think Winnipeg's, uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers' task in the West Division in 2022 might be the most difficult they've had yeah. from the last the previous two seasons where they, they ended up Grey Cup champs. Saskatchewan looks better. What are we going to get from Cody Fajardo? We'll see. But you add in Duke Williams. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that's a crazy big-bodied playmaker that can win almost every 50-50 battle. It's more like a 70-30 battle when Duke Williams is is the wideout. Um, yeah. uh, somebody mentioned... The Simone hit. Yes, we won't spend too much time. Can I? Can I? Can I hit that here? Yeah, you hit that here. I'm. I'm just going to mention Sard mentioning sad because I. I didn't. I failed to mention it uh, off the top uh, in our around the league here. Uh, William Stanback going down. He's been placed on yeah. the sixth game. Uh, did not look good. Um, they're hoping he can be back for the end of the season, but that's a huge hit for the Montreal Alouettes. So yes, the hit. Oh, yeah. Huge man. It's huge. Antwi had a couple of nice runs, the backup running back, but yeah. Yeah, University of Calgary, Jeshrin Antwi. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't replace William Stanback. So I know you said Montreal was fully loaded, but uh, yikes. And with the inconsistency from Adams, um, I don't know, man. I don't know about Montreal. But yeah, the Simone hit, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. He well, let's talk the, about it, though. He got the penalty. And mm -hmm. this isn't a knock on him as a person or a player. He he could very well be a Hall of Famer, Darren. He's he's a phenomenal middle linebacker. Simone? And, yeah, no question. And he's a great, great dude, I've heard. Great with the fans. It's just these decisions he makes, the way he plays, again and again and again, to take cheap, dangerous cheap shots on people is inexcusable. Like, I'm a Bomber fan, dude. I don't want to see Cody Fajardo get smoked. Uh, on a late hit, that's not good for the riders. I don't want to see any. Hurt. I don't want to see any player get hurt. Nobody, nobody should. No. Nobody deserves that, right? These guys work their butts off, and it's just unnecessary. It adds nothing to the game. It adds nothing for your team. It takes the attention away from the positive aspects. And he's done it again and again and again. And you can't just give him. You can't just ding his wallet. It doesn't send the message to him. I think he has to get suspended. And then the team is gonna is gonna lose games if he gets suspended because he's an he's an absolute um, all star, but he's also a thug. Like he's a, he's committing crimes on the field. I'm sick of it. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna yeah. say. I'm sick of um, it. I, I don't have too many thoughts on the hit because I I just 
I didn't get a good look at it, but I did talk to, uh, well, I was tweeting a little bit with Dave Naylor of TSN, and then we were texting as well, a bit of wires crossed there on social media today, because he was speaking to the specifics of Cody Fajardo not being taken off the field after that hit to the head um, by CFL Command Center. And then here in Winnipeg, I was speaking to Zach Kolaris, who was taken off the field because of the injury spotter at CFL Command uh, in Toronto. But um, either way, they are being much more um, sharp and on the ball. They did drop the ball in Saskatchewan with that Fajardo hit, uh, Simone Lawrence to Cody Fajardo, but they got it right in Winnipeg. And the hit was Evans, I believe, in uh, Randall Evans in the Ottawa Red Blacks secondary. Um, Zach Kolaris went head first, so he is fair game to be hit. Uh, if it's targeting the head, it's a penalty. If it's uh, obviously un unnecessary roughness and worthy of that, it's a penalty. There was nothing, in my opinion, um, glaringly wrong with the hit, Randall Evans, and uh, I think it was the linebacker too, um, Griffin, number 28, pardon me. Um, that's Frankie Griffin, the weak side linebacker. He and Randall Evans kind of met Zach Kolaris at the same time. Uh, I have no problem with the hit. I really don't. I, I think the harder part of that collision for Zach Kolaris was not the shoulder pad or the arm to his helmet. It was his helmet to the turf. As, as somebody who played a little bit of football, I don't know much, but I do know that when your helmet hits the turf like that, it yeah. is painful. It hurts. It's the same way when your elbow hits the turf or you're, you know, like you ever fall on concrete and you just like the tip of your elbow goes into the, the concrete. You're, you're going to feel it. And it doesn't matter if you're wearing a helmet or not, that turf is harder than a shoulder, than, uh, you know, a, a forearm or, or a bicep or whatever. Um, it, it's going to hurt. Zach Kolaris did not look injured, but now the Canadian football league is, is doing things such as, looking for signs of distress. Kolaris didn't like it today. Head over to our Instagram, bonfire.sports, and, and check out our story. Uh, I think I have it in my Twitter as well in, in a reply to uh, Dave Naylor today. But Zach, this is the thing. If the player, you know, adjusts their helmet or touches their helmet or their face mask, uh, they that can be considered a sign of distress after a headshot. So... Uh, they felt it necessary to take Zach Kolaris off the field. I have no issue with that either. I have no issue with with really anything in that game, even the Dalton Schoen hit, which we can touch on a little bit later. I don't even have a problem with that one. I really don't. But it's good that they're working to protect quarterbacks. You could hear it in Zach Kolaris's voice today. It's like it's the CFL. They historically, and I'm not putting words in Zach Kolaris's mouth, but historically in the CFL, they maybe haven't done a good enough job protecting quarterbacks and protecting shots to the head. They've been trying to get better and better over the last number of years. I think they're getting there. The example of, of Simone Lawrence on Cody Fajardo, you can talk about Simone and his history and everything, but you can talk about that situation where Fajardo was not taken off the field and you can say the CFL still has, has work to do, but I, I like the way everything went uh, in Winnipeg. And of course, from a Blue Bombers fan perspective, Zach, like yours, 
more digestible when Kolaris is okay and he's ready to go day one of practice and uh, is not injured and is healthy. And Drew Brown comes in, lights it up, and the Blue Bombers win. Yeah. I have a question about, we'll get to that, but one thing I've got thinking about was the way that Ottawa was playing our offense, Darren. We'll get mm -hmm. to this when we, when we break down the game a bit more in a bit. Does Zach Caleros lead us to victory in that game if he doesn't get taken out? 